Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 406. Hey, I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football. Bunch of things. We're not going to talk about the election. No, we're not talking about Western separatism. We're not going to talk about any of those things because that's this is not a political show. This is football, and we're going to talk football. There's a lot of politics in football, and we're going to go over a few of them. Should Andrew Harris be eligible for the MOP award for the year? We'll talk about that one later. Oh, that's a big subject. Oh, my God, yes. And, and, if, and if he's not eligible, is Simone Lawrence. Oh. Well, I don't know. You know, what are we going to do about that? Who is going to be the MOP? We can talk about that. Who's going to be Rookie of the Year? What about Coach of the Year? Oh, my God. Mike O'Shea not talking again about who his quarterback is. He's got Chris Strebler limping over on the sidelines, and he goes, he's a game-time decision. Yeah, right. Nobody believes you. You're a liar. You don't tell the truth about anything. Anyhow, we're going to carry on. We'll talk about that one later. Um, We're going to talk about upcoming games. Oh, my God. We've got... Two weeks left of football. This is a big week of football. Calgary and Winnipeg, Hamilton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Saskatchewan, and Edmonton. How many of those games actually matter? Two. Um, anyhow, yeah, so what are we going to do? We're going to talk some football. Oh, my God. What? Almost sounding a little Robin Williams-ish. No, I can't say that. Oh, my God. Uh, where are we going? Good morning, Vietnam. Okay, Um what else is I got nothing else to talk about right now. I mean, what the hell? BC's out of the playoffs. I hate that. Toronto's out of the playoffs. That's say uh, expected. Ottawa's out of the playoffs. That kind of turned turned me the wrong way. I thought Ottawa would, would be better this year. In fact, they actually ended up being the shit house of the CFL this year. Oh my God! What are they going to do? Is Chris uh, Rick Campbell's job safe over in Ottawa? I hope not. What about Marcel Desjardins? He should get his ass fired too. I don't know who is going to get the first coaching fire. In, in the league this year. Uh, Toronto, well, already Jim Pop's gone. Do we anticipate that um, Corey Chamlin's out of Toronto? Of course we do. We were talking about that before. Who's going to be over there? Maybe Mike O'Shea, because he's going to get his ass fired in Winnipeg, because Winnipeg's going to bail out of the playoffs in the first round like they do every year. Well, except for one year. They won a, one playoff game in seven years uh, with Mike O'Shea as a coach. Whoa, oh, my God. <laughs> Plan the parade route. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I know, and I'm, this is a BC Lions fan, right? Okay, what do we do? We missed the playoffs. It wasn't even close. We had a hope, but, it, you know, at the end, no. You, you start the season 1-10, and 10, you're gone from the playoffs. The fact that they were actually in the running for a playoff position when they started the season 1-10 and 10 is just a freaking miracle and, and a sad state of affairs. How many times do we get a team in the Western playoffs or the Western division that's that's gets 11 or 12 victories in, I mean, they, seriously, there was three teams at 10 and what, 10 and not, no, 10 and six or 10 and five. Uh, seriously. I mean, come on, 10 wins in a season. That's, that's ridiculous. Usually, you know, we got 14, 15 wins. Hamilton, look at them. They're screaming along. They've got the most wins they've ever had in their entire lifetime. Hamilton's got more victories right now than they've ever had in history before. Wow. Orlando Steinauer, he's got to be in the conversation for coach of the year. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Let, let's just 
Oh, let's just move on. Open up the foam boards and talk to the boys. Let's do that. And uh, first one up here, William, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know what? I was just thinking about something today and what I was thinking about. All those people out there who watch, here you go. CFL is the best show on TV right now because it's not produced. You can't plan these things, okay? Everything that happens on the field just happens as opposed to overproduced reality TV shows that everybody okay. seems to be interested in. They, they actually are produced. Sorry, They're just not scripted. That's correct. Okay. And it's, it's, it's high drama. Okay. I it's hope fantastic they're not scripted. Drama. And, and you get to see it live. Well, well, all the tin hat people out there might be saying something differently right now. Okay. Cause it's a conspiracy and, and we decided who was going to win the great cup in 2019, 10 years ago. Um, it was probably aliens and, and, and Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley in the bottom of the white house that decided these things, but Lee Harvey Oswald was involved too. And, and Jimmy Hoffa, I'm sure. Um, yes. But it is pretty cool. Don't stuff. forget Obama, or not Obama, um, Osama bin Laden, too. He was there. Right, right. With his and dialysis here's something machine. else interesting, interesting I heard today, and I never realized it until the guy said it, and maybe you can speak more on this, Christopher. Okay, so Dave Dickinson yes. always compliments the coaches and the mentors he's had in the past. Okay. Okay. He has never complimented Wally Buono publicly. Are you sure? Okay. I am sure. I think Dave said some really nice things when Wally retired. Yeah, but he didn't say he's never said Wally was instrumental in my career. Yada da yada da yada da yada. And out of everybody in professional sports, Dave Dickinson has spent the most time with Wally Buono. Mm. Okay, so why? Well, so no, why I think he spent that? more time with John Hoffnagel now. I think it's pretty even because how long did he play for Wally? Well, he played in a little bit in Calgary, didn't he? And then he only played like two or yeah. three years in BC. Right, so he he really so didn't play that much. The guy on the what I can't remember what I was listening to, but he speculated: is it because Wally Buono replaced Dave Dickinson with Casey Printers? Whenever that happened, you would know when that happened because you. No, no, hang fan. on, hang on. Look at let's get some facts straight. Dave Dickinson was okay. injured. Casey Printers came back in. Okay, and Casey Printers yeah. ripped up the league. It ended up being the MOP for the season, and it comes down and he and yeah. he wins two Grey Cup ga- or sorry one one playoff game, and then it comes to the Grey Cup, and Wally puts Dickinson in, and we lose. Oh, okay? okay. Is that how it went? Yeah. So let let's just get this right. I mean, I I've heard of loyalty before, but that was absolutely ridiculous. You have to go with your hot hand. Casey Printers is the one that got you to the playoffs. He's the one that got you through the playoffs, and you bench him. Are you, are you telling in, in me the Grey Dave Cup Dickinson, game? Dave Dickinson was only available for the Grey Cup game. Yes. Well, that was silly. Yes. Yeah. He 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 was only ready to play for the for the um, Grey Cup game. Doesn't that sound familiar? 
team's going to put Zach Kolaris in this week, and he hasn't played football at all this year. But wait a minute, they don't have a hot hand. They don't have a hot have hand a right run, now. They, they have a limping running back. It, it, you know, it, anyway. exactly. And if, if Chris Strebler was, like, ripping up the league right now and, and, and the Bombers were on a roll, you couldn't do it. But that's not what happened, okay? We're, we're talking about the 2004 season here where right. uh, Printers became the MOP. Dickinson emerges we were as a young starter. Yeah, yeah, well, we were both very young then. Okay. Yeah, we were. <laughs> okay. He, he missed the last four games due to a concussion. And Casey Printers came in and took over and, and, and did very well, Okay. And but then he he got Casey got benched and oh he was mad and livid and everything else and it was not a good game and that's the one that we lost to Toronto to uh, that dickhead Damon Allen and uh, and and Wally threw the game Wally threw the game because you know it, it was it was ridiculous he was uh they were pooch kicking with Duncan O'Malley 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 or whatever his name. And and they they were trying not to kick kick to cert, certain running back or whatever else, but they were giving Toronto the half a field all the time. It was absolutely ridiculous. They were running the ball down their throat in the first half, and in the second half of the game, they didn't run the ball at all, not once. Okay, if you're absolutely destroying a team with on the ground, why would you stop? Why would you go away from that? Now couple of things. Now, this has been brought to me by a couple of um, BC Lion players who were on the 2004 Grey Cup appearance teams, is that they actually had a plane chartered out of Toronto for 9 o'clock at night with, when the Grey Cup game was over at like 7-something. Okay? They didn't anticipate sticking around for a victory celebration because they knew they weren't going to win. Okay? They, these guys were so mad and so mad in the dressing room. They were throwing their gear around. They, while he didn't show up in the dressing room, they would have killed him. And that was the year in the off season that Wally went and had a quadruple bypass. Okay, mm. there's a lot of factors that went into that that season. And Damon Allen couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Never mind destroy the Beastie Lions in 2004 in the Grey Cup because it just didn't happen that way. BC threw the game. And you, you, there's people out there right now that are saying, well, yeah, you idiot, you've got the tinfoil cap on right now. But I, I've been I was, told I was by say that. BC Lion players, they were so mad at what was going on. They were winning that game and threw it away. Hmm. Interesting. They, they threw the game away. So anyhow. Um, Get somebody else on here to talk. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, Dave Dickinson was in BC from 2003 to 2007. So he was with Wally for four years there. Um, And that's when Wally came. In Calgary, in Calgary for at least three. He was in Calgary 97 to 2000. Then he went down to San Diego, uh, Seattle, Miami, Detroit, up to BC, and then back over to Calgary. So he had four seasons with BC and he had four seasons in Calgary. Which is so eight. I guess eight years. Okay. Yeah. And now, and, uh, and as Hoffstall a coach, been here since 2008, but he wasn't, but Dickinson wasn't here. So they're probably the same two, amount of time. 2009 to present. 
So two, that's 10 okay. years. That's 11 years. He's okay. been with Huff 11 yeah. years. Okay. Okay. I believe okay, that you when good professionals with that? put things on, Well, I believe that when professionals put things on radio, they should have checked the facts, and obviously that professional didn't check the facts. So, so it would appear. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I have to really question why he would say something like that, because I, I believe Dickinson has said some very nice things about Wally Buono and, and his time with Wally on, on the record. And I think maybe that 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 that, that show is going to be refuted, refuted, refuted. Yeah, but okay. yeah, but on the other hand, on the other hand, his mentorship of of Dave would have been as a quarterback, not as a coach. Right. Of course, of course. Right. I mean, okay. Dave was a quarterback the whole time he was with Wally. He was ne- never yeah. never played yeah. a a, a, never a coaching role at all. Nope. So okay. Anyways, let's move on. To what? Tell Phil and 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 Mark the unknown comic in because we haven't. Heard I don't believe Mark Mark's on the air with us. Now, is he really? He hasn't been on the air with us for now, like a fucking six month. Six years, I think. Six years. I did really. At least. Considering the show's only yeah. been on for five years, I that's amazing. It's a miracle. It's a I know. Miracle. Pretty much. It's not so. I tend okay. to exaggerate. I tend to exaggerate sometimes. We know. Uh, Phil, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Hey, thanks a lot, Christopher. I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm sure glad you brought up the 2004 Western playoffs and Grey Cup game because uh, I, I think you guys were just trying to trigger me on this, weren't you? You, no, you I, really I, were. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't no? give you a thought, Phil. I didn't give you a thought, Phil. Sorry. Overtime, BC Place, Western Final. No, was was there? What was going on? Who was it? I, so, was 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 Saskatchewan there? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? I had yeah, no idea. Are, are, you, are you are you trying to admit that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders actually should have been in the Grey Cup in 2004, and uh, or or you know, probably that one one kick in overtime would have been in the Grey Cup in 2004, and likely the Grey Cup winners. No, no, yeah. no. I have no desire to say that. No, no, that, that wouldn't have happened. BC was definitely the stronger team in 2004. Phil, we don't have to, we don't have to go back that far to make fun of Saskatchewan. Okay. No, no, we could go back to what 2009. We can no, make no, fun no, of Saskatchewan we can go to two days ago when they we can go two days ago when they signed Cardi, Cardi Cody Fajardo to a two year extension for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season. Oh my God! Really? Anyway. Yeah, you're right. That's they should have done it for three at that price. That's just me. Just That's saying. just agents nowadays. He has he hasn't won shit, okay? And they're signing him, but that's okay. Uh, they give him a pretty skinny contract, four fifty. Pretty skinny. Not really. So you're t- you're you're talking about back in 2004, this nine and nine Saskatchewan Rough Riders <laughs> team was actually considered some type of a powerhouse. Oh, they came on hot at the end of the season. And finally, had Henry Burris under center. So they were very much changed team by the end of the season in 2004. Yeah, no, not, 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 going, not going there. Let's not go there. They had probably the uh, best, no. best running back in the last 20 years in Kenton Keith, uh, starting that game with tailback. Yeah. 
Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? It's been a long time. Are you come back to see us? Uh, is this a permanent thing, or uh, you going to stick around? I'm hoping or is this like temporary? You're just in here once, and then you're going to go. I hope to hell I'm sticking around for a bit. It just depends how busy it is at work. There's no excuse. You know, I love being. Yeah, I love being on the podcast, but there's just something about finishing work at midnight or finishing the podcast at midnight and then getting up at 3 a.m. and dealing with people. It's just not a good thing. Ah, see, you have just made – you finally have made sense, okay? Because I really don't see a problem with going to bed at midnight and getting up at 3 in the morning. That's not an issue. But having to deal with people and be nice? Oh, fuck that. I can't do that with eight hours sleep. (laughs) DJ, <laughs> you probably would be the one to understand that there isn't enough sativa in the world to make me happy after three hours sleep and dealing with public. It just doesn't happen. What 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 uh, what's sativa? Sativa, the marijuana strain. Oh, is it? That okay. wakes you up and makes you happy. Oh, uh, I just and use cocaine does. for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't go to work on coke. You can. So I am hoping just might perfect. not be at work very long. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Hey, so um, now that we're all on here, did, did, did have you guys looked at the uh, uh, Let's Talk CFL uh, Facebook page lately? Have, have you seen the, 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 the post by Phyllis Jess, Jesperson of the uh, Tiger Cats ring that, they, that they've got? No. Yeah, that you, thing. You, got, you can go check this thing out, Okay. Like seriously, uh, do you want me and to post it on the, the on the group? Word. What's that? They have already they've already got a ring. No, uh, it's from nineteen twenty or something. I, I I'll oh. post it in the group so you don't have to go looking for it. Um, but you, I, I want you guys' opinion of this because it's really important. Because I want to know if I'm the only one that thinks this. You're not. Hang on, don't say anything. I'm not. You're not the only one that thinks up though. Okay, there's the pictures in the chat. Make it go bigger and tell me what you think of this ring. Phil? This should be interesting. Will? Just a minute. I haven't gotten it yet. No, that's because I didn't push enter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck is that? That's what fucking that? scary. Tell me what it is. <laughs> it's supposed to be a tiger. <laughs> that's some looks like some S and M kind of thing. A tiger on Seriously. crack or something. Well, a tiger with like his here? arms tied behind his back and some plug in his mouth. <laughs> is, is, is that what you guys see? Really? That's you know when I look at this, I go. You know, when I looked at this the very first time, I says, what the fuck is this monkey doing on a ring? It does look like a monkey, too. It looks yeah, like definitely. it looks like you'd, you'd eat the brains out of the monkey, you know what I mean? They yeah. chop the skull off? Yeah. yeah that's it does what it, does it like. not look like a monkey? Is that a Greek up ring? No, it's not a... I don't think so. It's a championship oh, ring from when it was the... 1923. Eastern inter-whatever... From 1923. Okay. Wow. I think it's the first championship ring. 
the top pick was all S and Canadian football. Hey, Mark, was it the last mm-hmm. time the Hamilton Tiger Cats won the championship? It's been a long <laughs> They're time. Twenty years. Twenty years. Oh, only twenty years. But, it's not but, like the thirty years that Winnipeg is. Okay. No, not Phil's like right. Years. It does. It does look like a gag ball too. Okay. <laughs> you know, it really does with his hands oh tied behind his back. Lord. Oh lordy! Anyways, okay. Next. Yeah, seriously, is this just like not wrong? Yep, it is. But hey, whatever. Maybe it used to have a tiger's mane and it got worn off over the years. Who knows? Tigers don't have manes. Lions do. I know. Lions do. Okay. And not BC lions, because those aren't really lions. They're, they're, well, they're mountain lions. They're cougars. It's supposed to be a cougar. Personally, I like cougars. Uh, most of the cougars that I, I would date right now are dead. Because uh, I'm an old fucker. Right now. <laughs> Okay, moving on. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, we're gonna yes. talk football. We should, we should talk football. We should talk football. What are we gonna talk about? Oh, there, there's games coming up this week. Okay, hang on. Let's go over to the schedule. Who we got? The first game is Calgary and Winnipeg. Will start us off. Uh, well, as you guys I have noticed, wanna... Charles is missing, and he has not given yeah. us my, the scores yet, so I can't put down Charles' yeah. scores. I just want to quote Michael Riley today at his pref conference. Mike O'Shea, or Mike O'Shea, I mean. Mike O'Shea preceded his media availability today by saying he would not reveal any roster or injury information. Today's practice was closed. And the first question that came out was, I Who's asked your starting quarterback? asked if he, if he had made a decision on who the starting QB was, and he said no. Anyways. But, oh, but do you see what Bob Irving be... said? And we're going to talk about this later, so let's not deal with this right now, okay? Sorry, sorry, we'll get this, this later. Going to be, this is going to be a very, 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 very interesting football game. Because I'm sure the Calgary Stampeders are practicing for Zach Kolaris um, and for Chris Trevler and for anybody else they want to throw in there. And it's Winnipeg's last game of the year in in Bomberland. Or, sorry, it's their last game before the playoffs. Right, their last, it is their last their, game. Yeah, it's their last game. They yeah, got a final game. week bye. Bye week next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an important game for them. They want to go out on a winning note. And they get to play the Calgary Stampeders. Damn, eh? And they got to play the BC. They might win. The last time Zach Kolaris played the Calgary Stampeders, he threw for 392 yards, I do believe. Well, that was good. I don't know if that was in 2011 or when it was, but I don't know when the last time would, I guess, when he was with Saskatchewan. But it was probably one of those games near the end of the year. 2008? He wasn't in the the league in 2008. October That's 2018. Correct. You remember the game very well, Thank Will. Stop. 18. Yes, I do because because it didn't mean anything to Calgary, and that's why it threw for 392 yards. Anyways, because I do believe Calgary had clinched the West by then. 
So, um, as much as I would like to pick the Bombers, I can't. I don't know if Calgary's going to win because I don't know which team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that showed up in Montreal that that dominated and still dropped the ball fourteen four times and and Montreal beat them? I don't know. I thought but, it was seven. Say that again. I thought it was like six or seven times they turned it over. Five, actually. Are you sure? Um, I think there was a turnover on downs, too. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's a turnover on downs. But I'm going to I'm gonna be a homer, and I'm going to pick the Calgary Stampeders. And, <gasps> uh, Tell me it's not so. And I don't care about the race anymore, just so you know. Okay. I think Winnipeg's gonna, or Calgary's going to come out and make a statement game. 47 for Calgary, 16 for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 16. You heard it here first. 16. Wow. I, I'm that all over it. I got, a, I got it written a, down. That is, a running, that is a running touchdown and three field goals by Medlock. Okay. Wow. Mark, let's see if you've got a counter to this one. Um, we've got Andrew Harris at running back. And what should be an, a quarterback that can actually throw the ball. Now, he hasn't yes. thrown the ball in almost a full season, but he can throw the football. Didn't he and, throw the ball in this season? Yeah, well, for one game. One, one, no, game, one play. One or two plays. Or one play, yeah. <laughs> um, so you, if, well, I, I will say if O'Shea starts Strebler, you will probably hear me in the stands screaming fire O'Shea all game. I still think he should be fired after leaving Strebler in last week. Well, it's up to your board of directors, and they should have stepped up and done something about it. But why would you fire him two weeks before the the playoffs start? That's ridiculous. Uh, It's ridiculous, Mark, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, and he easily could have ruined a guy's career by breaking him into Buck Pierce pieces in one game. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, yep. It's so you fire him at the end of the, the, the season. You don't fire yeah, him now. You don't have to fire him. He doesn't have a contract anymore. Yeah, so give me the pleasure of firing him first. Anyway, now I'm going to go with Winnipeg. Um, yeah, they gave up a lot of passing yards last week hopefully Richie Hall sits down again and lets Glenn Young call a place but on offense for the Bombers Calgary could not stop the run at all if they stick to the run and Kolaros can be 60% of himself after a season that's 95% better than the well, but wait a minute. Already wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said if they can stick to the run. They can do both. Does that mean does that mean Claris is gonna run? No. Yeah, hardly. No. No? No. Well, how come but I don't get it because they only gave Andrew Harris the ball eleven times last week. Can he they actually run? Give it to him. Yeah, um, do they have confidence almost, in him? I think he had well over a hundred yards, well. 
because hundred and sixteen, if I remember correctly. If Claris yeah, runs, he's not going to last three plays. Harris only had the Sorry, ball. How many times did you say? Eleven times, and he had one hundred and sixteen so. like yards that. rushing. So yeah, yeah, that's a great job by the Calgary no. defensive line and stopping. No, that's that, that's um, that's not that's not true, Mark. I don't think those, those are correct stats. No, that is not true. I don't think that it is, is either. But, it's yeah. not true. And the other thing with Harris last week is he didn't catch one pass. So now you have a guy who can throw a football. <laughs> you got to be able to throw the ball in order to catch pass. Yeah. We with Caleros in, you will have a guy who can throw a football. I think it's going to be the same type of game as last week, though score wise. I think I, it'll be I close. Don't know. They got Andrew Harris is only getting fifty-five yards on eleven plays for a five-yard average. I think we're more than that. Anyway, um, I thought it was one hundred and sixteen. Yeah, they had one hundred and sixty yards rushing, I think, in the third quarter. So. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go Winnipeg 36, Calgary 32. 36, 32? Is that yep. what I heard? Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Phil, what are you going to pick here? Can you, can you actually pick the dreaded Blue Bombers to win anything or, 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 or the Stampeders? You kind of like, you hate both of them as a Ryder fan. Yeah, yeah, I do, but you, you know me as a fairly pragmatic individual, so I'm able to look at this uh, without any kind of bias. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know till exactly 20 seconds before you asked me who was going to uh, win this game. I've been saying for two weeks now that the uh, these two teams will split these games and the home team will win both times. With uh, Chris Traveler out, not with 134 yards passing last year, week, do I think that he's the difference maker? And Zach Caleros in, I don't think it's it's any advantage or disadvantage to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because Zach Caleros just hasn't been in the system long enough. So I'm actually going to pick. I'm going against what I thought for two weeks, and I'm going to pick the. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders to win this game, twenty-seven to twenty-three. Mm. Mm. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to welcome Mark back. It's it's great to have uh, somebody from uh, east of anywhere. Uh, Eastern Canada? No, e- east of anywhere. Uh, back on the uh, actually east of the BC border. East of nowhere. Nowhere the- being Regina, right? <laughs> Back on the uh, on the panel and uh, and great to hear your voice again. Thank you. And I consider Winnipeg more Eastern than I do Western. Sorry. Yeah, they are Easterners. They probably voted Liberal on the weekend. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Nope. No, no, we're not talking politics. No politics. No politics. No, no politics. Politics. No politics. Nope. No and, politics. And we're not allowed to say what an idiot sure is. Okay. Winnipeg would uh, okay. not move to the Eastern Conference, just just so you know, with any kind of split. What's that? Saskatchewan any kind of split about, uh, Winnipeg would not move to the Eastern Conference with any kind of split based on, on the split. Sorry, we're not talking politics. Are we talking about – are you talking about Canadian separation not as if Ottawa or Montreal packs in the, t- the thing right. again and they go back to the Eastern Division? Which one are you talking they'd about here? B- they'd move B.C. to the Eastern Division. 
That's how they're no, they wouldn't. Oh my yeah. good lord! So those interdivisional now, games now, with now Alcox. I'm, which, now I'm dealing with which, very stupid. <laughs> very. Did stupid. he just call you very stupid, Phil? He did. <laughs> Short bus kind of way. Um, so I get me this straight here. You picked the Calgary Stampeders 27-23. I guess you just. Going along with your daughter right now, eh? You're just helping her out and no, as a new Stampeder no, fan. Uh, like I said, I made the decision 20 seconds before. I just I uh, was evaluating things quickly here. I forgot to pick my score ahead of time. I normally probably would have, if I'd given more, or begin more time to think about this and what I've talked about over the last two weeks, I would have picked the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because I expect Willie Jefferson to uh, actually uh, show up at his position one of these weekends, and this could be the one. And uh, as fond as I am of, of Willie, I, I would have predicted that. But just what I've seen last weekend, and then knowing that Chris Trevler is not going to play, and they're not going to have that dynamic part of their offense that nobody's really got quite figured out yet, because we don't have any big linebackers in the CFL anymore because we're such a passing league. There's nothing to stop Chris Trevler. But if we get a big middle linebacker in there that's spying him, uh, he, he will not be in this league, right? And, and you guys know that. You know my opinion on Chris Trevor. And I just think that, that Zach Caleros is, is going to be not familiar enough with the, the system and a little bit nervous in there too. And, and I think the team's going to be a little bit nervous around him. We'll see, though. If it's good weather in Winnipeg and a lot of fans come out, uh, then I would start giving the edge to Winnipeg. And I should have checked weather maybe before I picked my score. But I also feel the Calgary Stampeders are running scared right now. There is no way they want to run. They want to go into Regina to play the Western final in in Saskatchewan. There is no way. They feel they're in control Phil, if they Phil, can finish first. Phil, I've tried to not go to Regina for 32 years. Are you surprised by that? <laughs> no. No, yeah. no, no, no. Okay. Like, so, like Calgary, if Calgary finishes first, they're hands down the favorite to win the West. But if they don't finish first, all of a sudden, they're like they're slight edges to not go to the great. They're they're even money then. Okay, um, I'm looking at this one as a total different thing here. Uh, if Chris Grebler continues playing quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Andrew Harris will leave the team. He's not getting the touches. Chris Strebler ran the ball 15 times. Andrew Harris only 11. Okay? He is not happy. You can see him on the sideline seething. With, with, he is so angry that he's just not getting the ball. He's not getting the touches. He is So, uh, it, it, Matt Nichols has to come back or, or not, and we'll find out what happens with Andrew Harris. But because Chris Strebler and Andrew Harris cannot be on the same team if Strebler's starting. Okay, that's just a fact. It won't happen. Uh, Andrew Harris is too far along in his career to be playing second fiddle on the running game to anybody. Uh, he may just retire. I don't know. I just, I just don't see him being content with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers under Chris Strebler. Now, that being said, Zach Caleros will be starting. A talented throwing quarterback does not run and doesn't like to run and shouldn't run. He needs to stay in the pocket, be protected by his O-line, throw the ball, hand the ball off, 
that's the end of the game, okay? That's just the way it's going to go. Zach Caleros is going to come in there. He's going to have a stripped-down offense. La Police is going to just just enough to get it going there. I'm taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the score. And I like uh, Phil's score of 27-23, only I'm taking the Bombers, okay? I'm going to take the Bombers over the Calgary Stampeders, only because – I got to win a game here over on on Phil on Will. I got to do some catch up. There's not a lot of games back there. I'm at what seven or eight, and he's at eleven. Uh, there's a lot of work, a lot of work to catch him up here. So that's what I'm doing. That's my game pick. Um, the next game, the Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Montreal. This is a preview of the Eastern Finals except it won't be in Hamilton. This is in Montreal. So these two teams, this is their home-and-home series. They're going to play home in Montreal, and then three weeks or four weeks from now, they're going to play in uh, Hamilton. So who's gonna, what's your take on this one, Will? Well, you know, this will either be a nasty football game because they're trying to they're going to meet they're probably going to meet each other again in the playoffs so yeah. they got to come out full guns or it's going to be a game where <laughs> they nobody fit everybody right i don't think they can sit any everybody the roster's not that big but i mean you know what i mean would you put it past Montreal to try and take Dean Evans out? <laughs> okay. Dane Evans. Nothing game before the playoffs? Or Dane Evans? Well, would you yeah, put it I, past... Wait, wait. Would you put it past Simone Lawrence late hitting the Vag and putting him out? So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I have decided in my mind... And this game is going to be, are you ready? Yeah. This game is going to be 47 to 16 for the Owls. For the Owls. Yes, okay. sir. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is something really important we got to look at. So in week one of this year, okay, week one of this year, it was – Ham- oh, no, no. Week two. Is it week two? Where was it? No, that was Toronto. Oh, no. Week three. 41 10 for Hamilton over Montreal. 41 10. Uh-huh. And you think yeah. you're going to like reverse this? And you're taking. Absolutely. 47 16. Do you realize? I heard an interesting stat today. Since Anthony Calvillo, I think the Owls have been. 9 and 38 or some fucking crazy thing like that. But since the Vads took over, they're 11 and 4. That's pretty wow. impressive. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Okay. So, I, I, I yeah, I'm, there you go. I'm not going to, I have to pick the Owls because I didn't pick them last week. Sorry. So, and I still, I don't I like Hamilton. I don't like Hamilton. But I still, I would argue with you guys about who the coach of the year is because I think it's Orlando Steinhauer, to be honest with you. Oh, without question, he's going to win it, okay? Without question. Who? Orlando Steinhauer. Who's going to win he it? he should. 
Orlando Steinauer should win Coach of the Year. We'll talk about this later. you Kahari Jones is going to win it. Okay. I like Kahari Jones. I think he's done an amazing job in Montreal. I just don't think that he's going to get the award. Okay. All right. I think Mike uh, Brian Burnham should win the MOP. I just don't think he's going to. Nope, either. Right? But he's, he is the most outstanding player in the CFL. Hard to argue that one. Okay. Mark. Hamilton. Montreal. In Montreal. This is, I really think, going to be two teams trying to bitch slap each other. They're is setting it? up for the playoffs. I think it will be. Both teams are pretty hot-headed, especially on defense. You got Lawrence with Hamilton. You got a huge hitter who's playing at the top of his game in Mwamba. They're not going to take plays off. If they're on the field, they're going to hit someone. And with Lawrence, who knows? It, I think it's actually going to be a fairly high-scoring game, though. Not one-sided like Will, but I think high-scoring. Really? It's, yeah, I can. I think these guys will both get into the 30s. I'm not saying 40s, but 30s. I think it's just going to be one of those kind of games. Everybody's going to be so jacked up. I'm going to say Montreal 33, Hamilton 29. 33-29 for the Alouettes. Yep. Wow. Okay, Phil. Phil. Hello, Phil. All right, sorry, trying to hit my mic button. Uh, well, you know, heading into this game, and, and the way Will is, has, he's stuck with the badge, like, like always stuck with the badge. But I found it interesting that he took a week off, and uh, that's suspicious. Um, he went with something other than badge. We, we don't know what that is. And he bet against the Owls last week. So, uh, but I'm glad he's come back to his senses. And uh, I have too. I'm definitely going to take the Owls in this game. They're at home. Uh, it's a very important game for them. It's a nothing game for Hamilton. It's important for the Owls to, to try to position themselves, like, like you mentioned in that July game, how they got blown out at home. And they want to position themselves for what will eventually be the Western final against the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So I'm looking for an Owls win, and uh, but I don't think it's going to be as many points as as uh, Mark mentioned. I I'm going to take the Owls at uh, about uh, 28 to 26. We'll say it's going to be close. Vernon Adams Jr. leading a, a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Okay, I wasn't. I I didn't hear what you had said. It, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. So give me your score. 28-26 for the Montreal Alouettes. Wow. Okay. Well, I TJ's going to have to take Montreal. All right. Sorry, Hamilton. I'm going to take Hamilton. I am going to take Hamilton, and I'm going to take the score of 32 to 28 for Hamilton Tiger Cats. Okay. So 
So the next game, it goes under the category of who fucking cares? Who cares? And it is the Ottawa Red Blacks playing the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> who cares? Okay. Really, who cares? Um, Will, call it. Well, I think the law office of Macbeth, Macbeth is going to come out, and he's going to finally establish McLeod himself. Bethel Thompson, get his name right. He's going to finally establish himself as the number one quarterback, Toronto. Okay. And how is I he going to do that? Had. I don't have much. I don't know how much. I don't know. No, they keep on putting James Franklin in. Um, but that was only to try you know to trade him. Gonna... Pardon me. Well, that was did, only to try to trade him. Nobody wants him. Nobody, nobody wanted wants him. him. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking next year Ottawa will have uh, have uh, Jonathan Jennings and uh, and uh, him as their quarterback. So you'll see because he'll get traded in the off season. Um, but. How how Macbeth is going to do that is he's going to throw for like 473 yards, okay, in this game against Ottawa, and uh, the score is going to be uh, Toronto 47 and Ottawa 16. <laughs> Does anybody see a you pattern didn't, here? You didn't find that pattern after the second score? Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 Think? yeah. yeah. Okay. Mark. Who's who's going to win? Um, we got a dumpster fire uh, against a tire fire. Uh, I haven't put an ounce of thought into this game because, yeah. But, um, I'm thinking Toronto was going to win this game simply because they're a better team than Ottawa. <coughs> it's Thompson, I would like to think can eat these guys alive, especially if Chris Randall's on the field. If he's playing, it could be a field day for him. Interesting to watch Wilder, too. This could be, it's going to come down to who has any pride at all. That's all this game is. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the guys have already checked out and are just worried about making their connections to get home. I'll say Toronto 23, Ottawa, well, they got Lewis Ward, uh, 15, five field goals. Phil, how do you see this uh, train wreck coming together? (laughs) You know, there is a difference between a dumpster fire and a tire fire. There was a tire fire in Ohio that, I think it was Ohio that burned for oh. about four years. No, tire fires are way bigger than dumpster fires. Way bigger. Yeah. We know they, that. Okay? You can't put yeah. out a tire fire. 
Yeah. No. And I no, think no. all the tire fires in the CFL are gone. Uh, Ottawa so far is officially only a dumpster fire because this is its first year. Oh no no uh, no no no! I'm they're sorry. a tire no. fire. They're a fire they're tire. A tire, tire fire. fire without question. Toronto's a dumpster pot tire or dumpster fire. Yeah, but but this is Ottawa's really first year of the fire, so that's why I'm still calling them a dumpster fire for now. But Montreal was a tire fire, but they did put, finally put it out. That environmental catastrophe has ended officially in Montreal. I don't think it, they ever got to the tire fire state. Oh, yeah, they did. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, they, um, did. yeah they did. Yeah, they, without question, they did. Yeah. All right, so we've clarified that. So going into this season, uh, or this, this weekend, um, yeah, we're all excited about this one. But I'm going to have to give this one to the Toronto Argonauts, surprise. And uh, I take exception with anybody taking shots at McLeod Bethel-Thompson, and I think he will be the uh, – starting quarterback in 2020 in Toronto, unless, of course, MLSE wants to make some sort of big, big, like, like shot at the CFL. And uh, then, of course, it would be Bo Levi Mitchell. So if, if it's not McLeod, Mitchell's under contract and Calgary's not about to trade. I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing that one happening. Yeah, They, they, yeah, they might go after much. somebody else. They might go after Nick Arbuckle. Terry Joseph was under contract as well uh, in the 2008 season, and he ended up in Toronto when, when new owner or ownership in Toronto wanted to make a big splash. So we can never making never a know big what's splash with in Toronto. No. Every once in a while in Toronto, they want to throw some money at something that they think might work, and it worked in 1991. It didn't work in 2008 with Terry Joseph. Um, it worked with Ricky but, Ray. And it worked with Ricky Ray, yep. Which was, we found out more recently there was more reasons behind that too going on in Edmonton that were strange, strange, strange. It was a couple of weeks ago, so there were some stories out about that that were very, very interesting. A couple of weeks ago? I, I've known the truth on that one for 10 years. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll well, talk I, off the air with you if you want because it's it's pretty I, obvious what happened. I'd sure love to hear some more about that because I, I was, there were some things I had forgotten about or, or learned about recently. Anyway, so the bottom line is I'll take the Argos, and I'm going to take them uh, by a field goal more than last week. I'm going to take them at 31 to Ottawa at a field goal less than last game at uh, 18. These guys didn't play each other last week, did they? Sorry, the last time they played. The last. Did they oh. play yeah. each other last week? I can't. No, they played in week 18. Okay. And it was 28-21 for Toronto over Ottawa. Um, and, and you know what? That's the exact score I'm going to take right now is 28-21 for Toronto over Ottawa uh, just because. Okay? Wow. Okay, last game. And it's kind of a little bit meaningful for both teams here. Um, Edmonton is pretty much going to be the crossover team now, isn't that has that been decided? I decided that before no. the season, Christopher. No, so that has not been decided. Winnipeg could still be the crossover team. Yes. Yes. Okay. Correct. So Edmonton would have to win both of their games and Winnipeg would have to lose against and Edmonton would be the crossover team. Or sorry, Winnipeg would be the crossover team. 
So that hasn't been fixed yet. Okay. Um, so Edmonton is fighting for a, uh, a a playoff position. I don't know whether they should be fighting very hard. I think they'd be better off in the East, but that's beside the point. You still got to go through Hamilton, and they seem to be pretty tough. Okay. So um, and the Riders, they're still trying to play, play the game that they're going to get first place. So uh, it, it, it's an important game for both teams. So William. Saskatchewan, Edmonton. Yes, this is a tough game for you to call. Eh? You hate them both. No, it's it's not tough at all. It's not tough at all because Andrew or Andrew Harris, Trevor Harris is playing in this game. Okay. He is. He's it been taken been off confirmed. the six-game injury list. He's been He's practicing. Been he looks good. Game. And usually, when a quarterback is playing against the premium quarterback back in the CFL. He tends Premier. to rise to Premier. the occasion. Premier. Premier. He tends to rise to the occasion so he can be just as good as that guy. And so I expect Trevor Harris to rise above. Okay. And um, it's going to be an interesting game because I also think once uh, Calgary beats Winnipeg on Friday night. Saskatchewan made the play, or Saskatchewan has a playoff game. Does it, do they not? Yes, they do. Okay, so it's not going to mean anything to them, as opposed to it meaning something to Edmonton. So um, I am going to pick Edmonton, and the score is going to be forty-seven to sixteen for the S. Sorry, what was that? Forty-seven to sixteen for the S. Oh, okay. For Surprise the Eskimos. For the Eskimos. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, for the Eskimos. Edmonton. Edmonton, forty-seven sixteen. Yes, sir. Wow, that's that's pretty consistent there, Will. Yes, I know. I did my research this week. Good. I'm glad. Finally. Okay. Uh, Mark. Yeah. How do you see this one coming down? I'm also going to take Edmonton here, partly because of Trevor Harris. I'm not a huge fan of Harris, but he's a hell of a lot better than Kilgore. Both teams have a. I thought you were going to say Pajardo. <laughs> oh no 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 no! He's uh, we're going to be talking about this later. They've already given him the okay. MOP. He is the most okay. outstanding player in the last 15 years. Come on. Yeah, I don't be surprised. In the CFL. That's, 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 a, that's a fan poll. That's not the media poll. That's a fan poll. <laughs> There's a difference. Oh, I know. Anyway, no, I'm going to go with Edmonton. Um, hopefully Harris can not just get field goals this game. They should be able to throw on Saskatchewan's defense, if you ask me. So I know Phil will say different, but uh, I'm going to say Edmonton 29, Saskatchewan 20. 29-20 for the Edmonton Eskimos. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. Uh, Phil. I, I'm going to put down the big S here for you on Saskatchewan. I just think that's a pretty safe bet. 
This game is going to be interesting now that Trevor Harris is going to be involved. And the short passing game that, and quick release game that Trevor Harris plays means that he's not really an athlete, so he may actually be able to put up a lot of yards for the Eskimos. And it's too bad we don't have anybody on this panel from the Eskimos. Too bad I stopped listening to 630 Ted. Um, or I might be able to have some more input on, on what the Eskimos have coming this weekend. Um, but you got to believe that Cody Fajardo with that new contract and new wife and all of a sudden the opportunity to make babies in Regina, he is going to be on fire. Oh, wait. There's just just been an announcement. Cody Fajardo is on the six-game list because he tried to kill himself. Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> well, Phil, give me your that. score all right, all right, all right Let's short form it All right, we're, I, I'm going to take the uh, Following Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, 47 to 19 Why don't you do 16 We'll, 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 we'll see Oh, sorry, 47-16 Yes, 47-16 Thank you, yeah yeah, same as Will. Whatever Will says. 47. Yes. Yeah. Only opposite. Yeah. Okay, I'm Only taking opposite. the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 29 to 20. I'm giving, you, I'm gonna, giving you that one. I'm if, giving if you Phil, that one, Christopher. You, you know it. If, if Phil's taking Will's score, I'm taking Mark's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to take Mark's, but I thought Will was way more impressive, so... Uh, and you yeah. know I'm, you know I'm, you're getting a you know what? there, Chris. And if you win this one, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Okay. <laughs> we do That's know that Charles has, gave it up to you. Yeah, Charles hasn't picked yet, so uh, nothing's a given yet. Okay, we can't do that right now. Okay, um, do you guys think that you can talk football on your own here for five minutes while I go uh, take care of something? Mark, why don't you let us in on what's going on inside the uh, the Blue Bombers organization? Because I just scroll past bomber shit all the time, and and uh, I, I try to pay attention, but you haven't been around, so I'd like to hear more about what's happening there. In what way? Um, you alluded to uh, it's been. The, the fans are have kind of turned on Coach O'Shea over the last couple of weeks. Um, no more turned on Coach O'Shea. I've turned on Coach O'Shea. The fans have been after O'Shea. Hey Mark, why don't you talk about the second discounted year. beer? Why don't you talk about the discounted beer at the game this weekend? <laughs> what the five dollar <laughs> beer? That seems to be a pretty hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to do what you got to do to get fans in the stands. Well. Especially when it's winter, right? Is it winter there yet? Um, well, the snow's melted from our blizzard. Uh, It's supposed to be 10 and sunny, so. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be a decent day. Edmonton's been really successful with the $5 beer in that one end zone there. And I've heard good things about fans who have been there with, with corporate events because they've offered really cheap tickets to corporate customers. 
who get most of their employees. And there's people who haven't been to CFL games before that are all of a sudden turning into Eskimo fans. That's not happening here. The 30 years is starting to tell on the fans. What are you trying to say? Have you said there's been less people in the stands recently? Oh, yeah. Really? You guys, okay, okay, it was definitely weather-related last week. Or two weeks ago, it was definitely weather-related. But the announced crowd of 22,000, that's how many Mm -hmm. season tickets we have. That's season tickets. If there was 15, if there was 15,000, I I would almost be stretching that. It's part that was more weather. This game will say more about it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's only twenty thousand in the stands. So. Mark, I, I've been a part of games like that where it looks like it is going to be shitty weather all the way up to game time, and then I, apparently, like all the snow got cleared. And I understand that the fifteen thousand that were there, they really enjoyed a, a, a good game environment, and it, the weather warmed up. And, and they got the snow pushed off, and oh, it was a ton of fun in that way. But number one, you couldn't really sit in your seat because your feet were sitting on blocks of ice. It, they barely had time to clean it, and it wasn't so much the snow. The highways were closed. There's literally they're talking literally ten years to clean up the trees that fell. Like September in Calgary, 2013. Well, they're talking. Yeah, I think the number they threw out was we lost about 25,000 trees in the storm. We still see people here in Calgary. Yeah. My nine minute walk to the stadium took us around 45 minutes. So you admitted you had a level earlier. So was that climate change? I don't know. I don't really get into that. <laughs> I'm just not not here anyway. <laughs> no, don't comment on that. No. The part of the problem with the Winnipeg crowds now, too, is the team hasn't played well, and the Jets are back. And not yep. that the Jets are playing well, but when nope. you're paying $7,000 for your season ticket, you're going yep. to the Jet game. You're going. You're going. I'm sure. Imagine paying sure. seven thousand dollars to watch hockey. Nope. If I had seven thousand dollars for a senior ticket or a season ticket, I, I, I think I'd be I'd be spending this time of the year in Thailand. <laughs> exactly. So no, it's hey, Mark, with my, those my kind of sister, things. My sister and my brother-in-law um, had season tickets to the Jets the first two years they were in the NHL the first time. And they had, uh, I'd say, middle of, middle of the pack kind of seats, and they were twelve hundred dollars for the year. Okay. Yeah. And now, when I look at season ticket prices, I'm like, really, really, really? And, and you know, I you can't buy them for one year, right? No, I know, and I just can't comprehend <laughs> that. And the thing is that my sister, and my brother, only had them for two years because they said. They had to, and back then it was, I think, 34 home games. They said they had to plan their entire life around the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, and that's and what they people just do now. Handle that. 
Yeah, yep. I know, I know. It's crazy. So when people are paying that much money, it's going to affect the crowds, especially when the team isn't playing well. It's right. Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg. Mind right. you, on, on, the, on the subject of attendance in Winnipeg, I understand that the Winnipeg Jets had their first non-sellout since the team uh, got restarted in Winnipeg here just a little while ago. Yeah, last two straight. They haven't sold out. It's too much money. What is, the, what is it? What is it? Is it? Is this the sixth season they've been back for? Uh, sixth or seventh, yeah. Okay, because didn't you have to buy either three-year or five-year packages in the beginning? And when when you renew, you have to do that again. Oh, do you really? Okay. Yeah, they're going to okay. be changing it because they know they're in trouble. I'll give the Chipman and Thompson credit. Um, you can buy three game mini packs now. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so, what are we, the Rod Peterson show? We're, we're we're talking about all kinds of sports here. You want to talk about junior hockey next, or what? Let's get back to the <laughs> CFL, gentlemen. Sure. Well, no, we were just talking. We were talking about why the CFL attendance is down, and it's because the Jets have come along. And there are hockey fans in Winnipeg as opposed to CFL fans. And when the Bombers aren't playing well, they fucking run away. It's that simple. It's that simple, which is very disappointing for me. So yeah, It's hard to grow fans when it's 30 years. Yeah, no, it is. But but is, is one year of winning the Grey Cup going to get people back there? Honestly. Mm, it'll get some. It'll get some. It won't get a whole ton. Uh, Bomber fans, if the core is good, if the core is really good, and if if the weather is going to get bad there, and it looked bad right up to game time, and and of course, like you pointed out, Mark, the roads were bad. Uh, no, I, I I I'll bet they'll do better than the twenty-two thousand even you projected this weekend if there's any kind of good weather at all. Am I assuming you will be am I assuming you'll be there, Mark? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't miss football games. I've and already hey, bought my you, tickets you for next year. You 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 haven't been on the show, so I was gonna mention to you last not last week, the Saskatchewan game in Calgary. Mr. Sparksman came to the game and sat next to me. And he just raved about Winnipeg. And he you said it was a tailgate. great time. Yep. He said it was a great time. The so, atmosphere is amazing. And I, I'm assuming you met him, is that correct? No, I wasn't at that tailgate. Oh, weren't you? Oh, okay. No, I okay. missed that one. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I okay. have to miss this one, too. Because I Pardon have me? to get my Andrew Harris. I have to miss the next tailgate because oh, I have to get, get my Andrew, Andrew Harris bobblehead. Oh yeah, yeah. I, can. Okay, I get that. Yeah. So you can't go get Be the bobblehead and then come back out to the tailgate. Nope. I'd have to leave the stadium to get to where our tailgate is, and once you leave the stadium, you can't get back in. There, there was a guy. We had a. BC is one of those really anti-smoking areas. I know the prairies, they, they still smoke like chimneys back there. But um, it's its really an anti-smoking area. And uh, BC Place, you have to, you, there's no smoking areas. You literally have to go way outside of the stadium, 
to have a cigarette and you can't. So there was a guy who had season tickets like right on the 50 yard line. And he bought another set of season tickets, like in the end zone so that he could go out, have a smoke and then come in and use his other ticket to come in. Does that make sense That's to you? Extreme. No, we yeah, have well, a smoking area. So, yeah, yeah. Mark, now, now you there you go, Chris. With, with you're misleading, you're misleading listeners. The only place in Western Canada where you cannot go out and have a smoke and come back into the stadium is the Saskatchewan Roughriders home stadium in Regina, Saskatchewan. The uh, City Council of Regina is the only one that has outlawed smoking in public places, inside, outside. Completely. I'm so I'm sorry. You cannot smoke in BC Place anywhere. But you can, and, you can go outside of the stadium years. to a smoking area and walk back in. You cannot do that in Regina. You can't do that in BC. There's no smoking area you, you can go out to and walk back into. Yeah, but you're allowed to come back into the stadium, right? Go, go no, outside you're not. To smoke and come. No, you just no. Oh, okay. I'm trying to sell, right. tell you that. For 15 okay. years, well, you've not been able to do that. That's why the guys Regina got another Mark. season's ticket. Regina Mark. is just as progressive as Vancouver, then. Mark, did you say there's yes. a smoking area in Winnipeg? Did you say there's a smoking area in Winnipeg? Yeah, it's out. Uh, um, you're allowed. It's one area that you're allowed to go outside. It's all roped off, and there's security everywhere. Um, it's kind of behind the stadium, like in the end zone. Oh, I'm 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 glad the bombers are that progressive. They're not progressive. I I, I was shocked when I went to Calgary, and my buddy Will, we we went outside of the stadium at halftime, had a smoke. And just showed your ticket and walked back in. Exactly. Calgary is way more civilized. No, Christopher Christopher's exaggerating. You had to get a pass to go out. Oh, sorry, you had to get a pass to go out. That's what it was. And then they gave gave you gave the pass back when you came in. That's what it was. You got a smoking pass. We used to do that. We used to do that. Yeah. It's just like airports in Asia. It's it's so easy. It's much more civilized. And I'm it's not surprised, civilized at all. Mark, People shouldn't smoke. You haven't figured out it's Mark, bad for your health. New, that this shiny new stadium has a smoking area. That's impressive. I thought they would have kicked all you guys out. I know. Winnipeg. Okay. 90% of the, the smoking area is full the whole time. <laughs> There's people uh-huh. who basically don't leave it. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Scary. Okay, so where? Wh- what did you guys talk about while I was gone? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what the emergency was. I got a, I got a message from my wife. She, she messaged me down here on Facebook. She sent me a message, and it said, can you make me popcorn? And I said, I'm in the middle of my show. And then I got an unhappy face with a little, little tear. So I went upstairs and made my wife popcorn, and then now I've come back, okay? So... Does anybody can anybody say whip? Anyway, I roll. I I I would not say whipped. Okay. I just would say benefits. What a nice guy! What a nice guy! (laughs) You're such a nice guy, Christopher. I am. 
I am. Are you good at making popcorn? I'm awesome. I, I am extremely awesome okay. at making popcorn. You know how I can be on this podcast without any interruptions? <laughs> my wife goes to bed. How does that sound? Oh, my wife is in bed. She just wanted popcorn in bed. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What a nice guy. That's why you've right. been married for 130 years. No, it's only been 31. One. Thir- 31 there years. You go. Okay. You're doing the right thing. It must be. We have the same anniversary, Will. Absolutely. Remember that? Yes, I know that, Christopher, except okay. mine was only 25. Yeah. Okay. So where were we? We were talking about Western separation. No, no, no. no we were no. talking. We were talking the Winnipeg Jets. So. Winnipeg Jets, like hockey? Yes. yes. Why? Because that's why the part of the reason the attendance is so bad in Winnipeg right now because the Jets have started. Oh, okay. You really? You think that that's a reason? Yes. Maybe, maybe that's why Saskatchewan's still got. Good market. So if they got a hockey team, their team would tank in attendance. Probably. Yeah, well, Saskatchewan um, doesn't have a a Stanley Cup uh, failed run hangover like there is in Winnipeg. Saskatchewan doesn't have anything. <laughs> the best thing Saskatchewan has is Highway Number One running through Regina to get you. Why to does Calgary? this guy keep posting? Piffle podcasts on my Facebook group. Like, fuck off already. Remove post. I wish somebody else would do that. Okay. Bethel Thompson felt like we were playing must win games and lost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh. We still that, that is. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's a good quote. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a great <laughs> quote. Yeah, he's excited to play the Owls. And hopes they can he's not play some, He's not playing good. the Owls. No, he's playing. This is, this was this Ottawa. was a week ago. Okay. Yeah, this was a week oh, ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Toilet bowl too. Toilet bowl. Toilet bowls in Regina. I've seen pictures. Okay. So I let's let's have a question here. Who do you put at the top of the power rankings right now? Hamilton. 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 Who's number two? Calgary. 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 Okay. And you put Saskatchewan in third? Is that right? The Criders, yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and then... No, uh, no, 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 no. Let me talk. Okay. Come on. Um, I, I'm going to put uh, Edmonton in third. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to ask for an explanation. I really don't. But I think we have to. Okay. They're Why? Better, they're better than they're better than Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. Edmonton is. Why? Because they beat yep. BC. 
Well, no, because they're trending Pretty that much way. Everybody did that this year. They got their quarterback back, so look out. Okay. okay. Um, so do we Four. put Winnipeg in, Winnipeg in fourth then? Yep, for me who they you, are. Who you, yeah, and then Saskatchewan is fifth for you? Um, where, yeah. Where, where do you put Montreal? No, 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 sorry, sorry. No, no, Montreal is fifth. Montreal's fifth, okay. And you're putting Saskatchewan sixth? Or are you putting them below yeah. BC? No, they're not below BC. Okay, I'm only just curious. Because BC's, only because BC's quarterback got hurt. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, don't know. I okay. think somebody should send a, a, a do a welfare check on on Will. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he's okay. Hey, Phil. It, Phil, remember me. Oh. The, the scariest thing is Phil. I don't drink either. Okay. Uh, okay, and all. But uh, wh- why should why should why does Will get a welfare check? It's not even it is Wednesday, so maybe it is welfare Wednesday. Is that what's going on? Sorry, I meant like a welfare check. C H E C K. When you call the cops on a friend and say I'm worried about him. Oh, like an intervention? Yeah, just just you want to check in on him just because he's been talking crazy online. Like he's falling and he's and like he's fallen and he's whacked his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! So I'm looking at the the, the this power rankings here of this Sean Sin Fontaine that put them up on the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, obviously, who actually has Winnipeg in fourth behind Saskatchewan, which kind of confuses me being a Bombers fan, but maybe he's got a little bit of reality. Puts Edmonton ahead of Montreal Alouettes, which I think is stupid. But here's he's got Ottawa ahead of Toronto. I Yo, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going here? What else do you guys want to talk about? What were we going to talk about? Coach of the year. Coach of the year. It, how many can? Coach of the year. It's serious ones. Well, in the East, he's I'd got... say four. I'd say four. Okay, Mark. In the East, you have who? Orlando Steinauer and Kahari Jones. Kahari Jones. Yeah. Because obviously you don't have Corey Chamblin or Rick Campbell in that conversation. So no, that's okay. pretty and, easy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Now, does the coach yeah. of the year come down one from the east and one from the west, or do they they just battle it out? I think they just battle it out. They never really okay, said that. No, I don't think they've ever. I, I don't think it goes east west. No nominator. Yeah. Okay, so we got Kahari Jones. Which I, I think he's done an amazing job in Montreal, and and should have great consideration. But nobody can deny what Orlando Steinauer has done in Hamilton. But Hamilton wasn't a bad team. Okay, Kahari Jones took a very bad team and made them respectful. There, there's some kudos in there for him on that one. Okay, now in the West, who you got? You got. Uh, uh, Devon Claybrooks in in BC. You've got uh, Jason Moss in Edmonton. You've got Dave Dickinson in Calgary. You've got Craig Dickinson in Saskatchewan, and you got Michael Shea. 
I, I don't know if you can nominate any of them. Orlando Starnell. Yes, you can. <laughs> Who? You can nominate. You can you can nominate the Dickinson twins. I would if they were twins, but. Yeah. I, wait a minute. No, those are. Craig is the only one that's a twin. Dave is not a twin. Is Craig a twin? They both. Yeah, Craig is a twin. Yeah, but they look like each other. They, neither one of them has hair. Okay. There's no hair. James got hair. Those two were actually quite different for brothers and quite compatible with each other. Both involved in football. One was a little better athlete. That was Dave. Uh, one was a little better golfer. That was Dave. One was a little better with the girls. That was Dave. But uh, as far as a football coach. And then uh, Craig ends without, up in Regina, which is kind of fitting. Without what, John what, did, what are you about to say, as his general Phil, manager Phil, and really mentor? Check yourself. Check yourself before you say this, Phil. Check yourself, really. What are you trying to say? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I'm saying Craig is a first-year head coach. Dave is a, like, what, four-year head coach now? Dave, Dave uh, had uh, the mentorship and really the control of one John Hoffnagel, probably the, uh, you know, the, the best opportunity to have a, uh, a Oh, you forgot one personnel. thing. You forgot you forgot one thing when you were comparing the Dickinson. Dave is a lot smarter than Craig. He he may be. He may be. Uh, he was a smarter quarterback for sure. And and he, you know, and, and you've got to be smarter to be a quarterback. But Dave's had to raise a family. Craig has not had to. And uh, Craig is able to be focused on this game twenty four hours a day. <laughs> and you're calling him a better coach. No li- you're telling me he's got no life, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, That's got, exactly he what he's no telling life. you. Yeah, he's got no life. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he lives in a Regina. Lot, a lot like myself in the, in that. Regina. If you can't yeah. find a woman in Regina, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some truth to that. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> <laughs> did, did we lose Mark? Because he, he probably could have weighed in on this pretty good. Uh, no, I'm sitting here trying not to choke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I'm the hate mail has begun already. Yeah, oh, this is a good thing. I'm okay with this. Uh, are we going to talk football? Or are we going to talk game line? <laughs> yeah, we were talking football. Um, you know. I think, and here's here's my stand on on Dave. Okay, Dave basically replaced seventy percent of his team this year, and you can say the the Stampeders get the talent, but the talent has to stick into the system. And you look at the Stampeders' defensive backfield. There's a lot of young guys back there. And their defensive line was depleted from last year, and they got some great guys in there too. They also got a lot and of experience old- back there with Brandon Smith, probably the most underrated defensive back in the CFL. And I'm going to start equating him to one. Uh, sorry, I forget his first name, Davis, who uh, spent a number Name's of seasons. Uh, Davis. Oh, okay. 
who's been in, who's back here in Calgary. Have I got it right now? I can't think of the first name. Uh, he played two seasons with a club on his hand in Saskatchewan after he left the Calgary Stampeders. He was brought over by uh, the general manager, uh, Roy Shivers, who was director of player personnel here in Calgary. Uh, oh, gosh, what's, what's his name? Uh, I can't think. Uh, that's terrible. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare him a lot to Brandon Smith. And Brandon Smith has announced his retirement before the end of the season. He's been here like what nine, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years now. And uh, every defensive back that I have heard from with the Calgary Stampeders cannot go on enough about Brandon Smith. And like I mentioned last week, it makes once again, they're they're in Dave Dickinson's system, so. But I, it's pretty Dave simple. Dave Dickinson run the defensive box, and like like I said, Calgary's always gotten away with playing paying linebackers in particular defensive backs less, because and and running them through the system, and they move on to other teams. And I think it's guys like uh, like Brandon Smith and before him, uh, I can't think of his name, that uh, become mentors and teachers and. Uh, just really, really good football people. And here we got Brandon Smith still playing at, at, the, at the top of his game here in the CFL. He's announced his retirement already this, this season. It is 12 seasons now in the CFL. And uh, when, when we start to see some of those leaders disappear, uh, you know, will we see the same kind of defensive strength we've seen on the Calgary Stampeders? And every single year, everybody says that. Oh, they lost this guy. Oh, they lost that guy. Oh, they lost this guy. They're going to go backwards. I get you, Will, but those are, those are guys that are like one- and two-year stars, where Brandon Smith has been around here for 12 seasons now and started for at least 11 seasons. Um, last year, they lost six leaders off their team, okay, that were around for – Many many years didn't miss is, a beat. Is this who's got the bigger dick argument? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I'm just curious because <laughs> that's sure it what is. it's sounding like. I lost more players than you did. No, I lost more players. I my players that I lost were more better quality players than your players that you lost. I'm really. Yeah, Mark, really. is that kind of what you were hearing too? Yeah, pretty much. But all I'm saying is you got to throw Dave Dickinson in there. I think Orlando Steinhauer will win because... Yeah, you want to throw Dave Dickinson under the bus? No, no, but Orlando Steinhauer is going to win because Dave Dickinson got passed up last year, too. He was a finalist again. Okay? So, and he won it the year before. So... No, he won it in 2016. Okay, 2016, whatever. Last year was 2000. Oh, we're I'm a year behind. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's we're we're not going to have an answer for this for two weeks. No. We. Well, two well, weeks. No, I know who's going to win. Steinhauer is going to win. Dude, we need two more weeks of the regular season to to know what's going to happen. We don't. Yeah, but I know it doesn't get announced. Usually not announced. That the coach of the year isn't done until almost Grey Cup. In fact, they've just barely. Bear- don't do it until Christmas. I know they used to do it in February, just before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Free I don't know Which why they don't do it. Because they, they were giving it to whoever won the Grey Cup. 
Why don't they do it at the CFL Awards? Uh, they did it at the hey, CFL yeah. Awards last year. Oh, do they? Yeah. And that's where it belongs. They yeah. did. Oh, okay. Did you not go to the awards <laughs> ceremony? You were at the Grey Cup. Of course, Doc. I'm not spending 150 bucks to watch paint dry. Oh, yeah, did you give it to Chris Jones last year? <laughs> Who? Chris Jones. Did they give it to Chris Jones last year? I don't think so, but I can't remember. Christopher, look at your stats. <laughs> no, I, I know they didn't, but that's that's why I think the whoever picks it, it's it's bullshit anyway. Two thousand eighteen, uh, Chris Jones was coach of the year. Oh, was oh, he? Okay. Huh? You were yeah, paying I, attention I last year, weren't you, Phil? Yeah, I, really. As a Ryder fan, I'm not much of a Ryder fan, am I? Not when your coach wins it, and you, you kind of like don't pay attention. It's the Anna Stukas Award, and it was Chris Jones last year, Mark Tressman in 17, Dave Dickinson in 16, Rick Campbell in 15, and John Hupnagel in 14, Corey Chamblin in 13, Scott Milanovich. I forgot all about him. Eh? Did you just say, Did you just say Corey Chamblin? Oh my God, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chamblin. And then Jim. Wally Bono in, in 2011. Jim Barker in 2010. And <laughs> there you go. And Mark Tressman in uh, 09. So there you go. That's going back 10 years. Yeah, that Jim Barker one was a head scratcher for me. Yeah, wow. But I, of course, Jim was, was a on head the side scratcher line. for me too. So. Barker is with Hamilton now, isn't he? I don't think he's no, anywhere. He's in some yeah, no, he's he's in in high school. I think he's in high school, isn't he? No, he's not. He's with Hamilton. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Because they always see him on the sidelines in Hamilton. Uh, he's a consultant for Hamilton. Yeah, there you go. But he's always on the sidelines during games, and he's always wearing a headset. So. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just, Hamilton just seems to season. thrive on those old guys. You see, they seem to thrive on the old guys. Look at last year, right? They had Jerry Glanville, who was 156 years old, and June yeah. Jones, his 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 student, who was 122. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think we beat this to death. Me and Phil will never agree, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, then let's, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, I, it's Orlando Steinauer is going to win. I, I, can anybody disagree with that? Is anybody going to say that it, without, like, seriously lying? Well, they set a record well, for wins, so. Well, but, yeah, let's talk about that record for wins, 13. Wow, yippee. So In far. A hundred and. In 156 years, their best record has been 13 wins. Oh, so my far. God. Okay. They still have two games to play. It could I know, be so they're going to have 15. Yeah. Yes, they could. They could have 15 wins. That's good for any, any team. There's not many teams that have won 15 games in a season. And there's way less that have won 17, okay? 
Nobody's won 17. The best record is 16 and 2. Are you sure? Edmonton Edmonton Eskimos, yes. Okay. Calgary, a couple years ago, Calgary had 15. Yes. And lost the fucking great cup. Anyways. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. um, MOP. Should Andrew Harris be eligible for the MOP? He got caught juicing. Okay? He served his suspension. He served his time. He's still missing two games. Is still the leader of the CFL in rushing. But he did it when it was tainted. I cannot see how you can allow him to participate in this award or any award this year, including Best Canadian. I just think you have to take him down and sit him for this year. Let him make it be eligible next year. No problems. But this year is tainted for him, and he he can't he can't be eligible for that. Now, the CFL is not going to come out and say that, but the sports media. How can the sports media put him in this conversation? Is this a discussion point? Mark, I'm going to let you throw it out this one. You're a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan. You're an Andrew Harris fan. Can he be eligible for the MOP? Should he be eligible for the MOP? I don't think he can be just because of how the look the CFL gets. They suspend a guy for PEDs, whether he did it or not, is not in the equation here. He was suspended for PEDs. So can you really celebrate a guy like that (laughs) when you've done that? Um, As for the bit of, you know, he missed the two games and if you were to give it to him, it's tainted and blah, blah, blah with the yards. He's getting just as many yards after the suspension as he had before the suspension. There hasn't been this slowdown that Ryder fans like to say there is. Um, he is, is just as good. So without it, without the whole PED thing, he's not. In, to me, he's not in the MOP conversation. Okay. So he'd be top Canadian for me is what he would get. And because of the PEDs, no, I don't think he should be in. For what? In, in I, top Canadian? For any awards. Any awards. You just, just, any awards. You, you just set him for 2019 and just put him off to the side and bring him back next year. Yeah, if he does it again next year, then yes. As long as because he of it again next his. year, his suspension is going to be bigger. <laughs> well, no, but if he passes all his tests next year and doesn't get oh, okay. any more PED busts, then I thought, then I thought yeah. you meant if he did the PEDs again. No. The suspension is like six games or something, isn't it? The second one, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then, and then it's like a, a year for the third yeah. suspension. The fourth one, you're you're gone ever, forever, no more. Okay. Um, so then, who is in the MOP conversation this year? For well, me, silence. Nah, yeah, I sure for you. Who do you think should be the MOP? Who who has stood out as the most outstanding player in the CFL season? Now, this is outstanding player. I don't know if I can pick just one. 
if I had to, as much as it pains me, then, like, we have this argument every year around this award. There's the outstanding player and the most valuable player. Well, the valuable player is only for the Grey Cup game. Correct. Let's just not discuss but this. Okay? People, because fans that's, that's, do... Fans are stupid. Fans do look at it. Yes, I know. Fans but are stupid. Me, they always say that there's most valuable player. It's not <coughs> most valuable player. It's most outstanding player. And that's what this and award me, is. That's Brian. That's Brian Burnham. Okay. For me, anybody is, else? Do you look at the catches he gets? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, do you have a second? Who's he going up against in the East? Brandon, Brandon Banks. Banks. Brandon Banks. And Brandon Banks will win because his team made the playoffs? Should be. That would be yeah. a sad fucking day. You see, you see it's, really, it, it's really tainted this year because hands down, the most valuable player in my mind is fucking Andrew Harris, okay? Yeah. And I don't think anybody's close. You know what? Trevor Harris might have been close if he hadn't got hurt. Or if he hadn't uh, started stinking the place out. Yeah, um, I, I, I disagree. And I think that if you're going to go the most valuable player, I would agree with you. Because without doubt, Andrew Harris is the most valuable player for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay? Without question. Mm-hmm. Is he the most outstanding player? No, he's a grunt. He just takes the ball and pounds it up the middle. He's not flashy. He's not doing anything special. He's just doing it. He's doing his job and getting it done. Okay? That's not outstanding. It's valuable. Fuck, it's valuable. But it's not outstanding. And you've got to remember the definition of the term of this award. I can't put Andrew Harris in the MOP conversation, ever, even if he wasn't on PEDs. It's not flashy. There's nothing outstanding about him. Yeah, he's the best running back in the league. He's got the most yards. He is, without question, the most valuable player in, in the CFL to his team. There's nobody else comes close. He's he's won that award. If there was an award, there isn't an award for that. There isn't. Well, I'd like to weigh in on Andrew Harris. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> this isn't a dictatorship. If, if Andrew Harris returns to form and has a big game against the Calgary Stampeders this weekend, now that they don't have a, a running quarterback, and, and he turns up 225 yards, total yards, um, receiving and, 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 and running, then if Andrew Harris is not voted the CFL's most outstanding player, it will be a white lash in part. If he doesn't do that, <laughs> because I honestly believe that the fact that he served a two-game suspension and the fact that, that this, the writers, CFL Writers Association of Canada would turn their back on him when, when there is some question about whether or not he was for sure guilty and either way in a very unregulated league or a somewhat or a previously un what regulated league, 
to go beyond what the CFL says was the proper suspension of two games and not suggest that his other 16 games count 100%, it will be a will be one of those situations where public opinion uh, is twisted into something strange that isn't even part of our game and taking away the MOP from Andrew Harris on those, for those reasons, not for what he's done on the field, I think would be very, very wrong. That said, my very number one choice is, is for sure Burnham. If he doesn't come up with a 225-yard game and beat the Calgary Stampeders, and uh, of course Brandon Banks is going to be the Eastern nominee, but uh, yeah, for me it's not between Burnham and Harris for the uh, to win it all in the CFL. And who gets it? I think depending on on Harris's performance in this game. No, 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 no. You said it comes down to Brian no, Burnham no, no. and. Brandon Banks, who wins it between no, those no, two? No, 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 no. Between, I think it becomes down between Harris and, and Burnham. Whoever comes out of the West, I don't think Brandon Banks deserves the, uh, the most outstanding. coming out of the West. They can't do well, that. They can't do it. I, I just, they won't I just do don't it. believe in those opinions that, that the media has, and, and, and he, uh, he won't. I know he won't, but I think he should is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I don't think he should. Even if I he don't didn't either. Get, even if he didn't get suspended for PEDs, I don't think he's the most outstanding player in the CFL. Well, there's a good argument for that. I just mean I, I just mean he shouldn't be disqualified because he was suspended for PEDs. Is is what I'm getting? Yes, Bullshit. he should. And that's exactly in my why mind, he should. He should. Be, he, it's 100. percent If he should, he be, should be disqualified, disqualified. For that, he should have been disqualified by the CFL for the rest of the season. So, no, I'm, because I'm, it's only a two-game suspension, and that's what was negotiated in the CBA. That doesn't mean that you have to give him accolades. You don't. You can just say, okay, if well, the, if, if the he cheated. Allow he us cheated. to put him on the field, then I think we should judge him by his, his um, performance on the field. Mark, Mark what do you think? I said what I think already. He got busted. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Whether he yeah. did it or not. He has... I don't like records with asterisks beside them. You mean you like the Saskatchewan like Rough Riders trade cup games when they're over the cap? Is that what you mean, Mark? In any sport. I could make fun of the riders for being over the cap on that, but it's in any sport. Um... If you have an asterisk beside your name or beside the team, then it just looks bad. It looks dumb. He got but whether he did them or not, it's not in the equation. He has a suspension for PEDs. If you've been suspended, you shouldn't be eligible. There you go, CJ. I, I am, led into that one. I am starting no, to sound like the small liberal on this panel, and I'm not used to this position. <laughs> I love Andrew well, Harris. I think he's the best the Canadian big, the, back he's a big in the history. Liberal Harris is possibly the best Canadian running back in the history of the CFL. 
He's no, Harris could be the PEDs. best running back in the history of the yeah. CFL. Never mind Canadian. Let's just forget about but citizenship for a second. It okay? makes you wonder if he was doing them in BC. Yeah. You know, you have to think of it. Whether he did it or not, that's always going to be there, especially for this year. And Phil, yep. could you just imagine the moral anguish coming out of Saskatchewan? There would be a nuclear bomb go off in that province if Andrew Harris gets MOP. <laughs> yeah, there would I be. I will be building a wall at the number one highway so that they can't come and lose their minds on us. Oh, yeah, Saskatchewan would have a sprinkle of Jesus, and you would have some guy that fucking puts needles in his arm. <laughs> yep. You got it. Except it was a powder that he drank. He didn't put a needle in his arm anywhere. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> did. That's the part. You guys can't even troll. But you know what social media it. does. It's the best part of Ryder fans. They don't even get their facts right when they troll. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my good Lord. Okay. Um can we can we get really like down and dirty on any other subject or is that it? We we were going to talk about uh, rookie of the year, but I I don't want to go there because I couldn't I, I couldn't name you a fucking rookie. I so can't even I, name them. No, no, not one. Never mind thirty five hundred and thirty five <laughs> of them. That's ridiculous. Did you guys talk about Michael Shea and and his stupid comments about um about not deciding which quarterback was going to run. Did you do that nope. while I was up making popcorn? No, but no. you mentioned it in the prelude. Yeah, well, we said we were going to talk about it. Now, we know that this is Michael Shea, and he, and he doesn't say shit the majority of times, and when he does say it, you can't believe him because it's usually a lie because he goes and does exactly the other, the opposite of that. We're not looking for a quarterback. Oh, we signed Zach Caleros. I mean, seriously? Come on. Oh, no. Uh, we, I haven't decided who's who's going to play the quarterback. Chris Trevler's on crutches, and and Zach Caleros is taking first team reps. Who do you think is going to be quarterback? Okay, decision yet? Is he the dumbest son of a bitch on the planet, or what? I I, I don't I don't understand. Does he think he's trying to fool somebody? Does he think he's smarter than everybody else out there? Mark, what, what's your take on this guy? He's your coach. He's been your coach for what five, seven years? Uh, six years. Six years. See, five to seven, somewhere in the middle. Six. Okay, good. Um, does he get a pass on this season? I've already said no. No, he's fired. Yeah, we get rid of him. Yeah. Well, he's a free agent at the end of the year anyway. But, or he doesn't have a coach. He's really good. Not really a free agent coach. Yeah. No, it's not a free um, agent. Uh, as for what he says in his press conferences, like I said on the armchairs page, wow, you still really believe anything that comes out of this guy's mouth? I listen to his press conferences for comedy effect. I want to see how dry and non-committed he can get. This is possibly the most non-committed I've ever heard of. It's like people get upset about it or they think it's bad. And it's just, this is Mike O'Shea. If you're not used to it by now, it's going to get worse next year when he goes to Toronto. 
He's going to be in the center of the CFL universe, and he's not going to say shit. And he's not going to say gonna, shit. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I don't know if they'll let him get away with that. It's how he is. He won't go there if he can't. He is Maxwell Smart's cone of silence. He does not say anything. He never has. Besides, besides, pinball will make up for what he doesn't say. Yeah, exactly. So you just don't yeah, have you coach know, conferences. You just throw, have GM conferences. You have yep. to have the the. You have to have the press conference. You have to tote out the coach, and he's not going to say anything. And I love it because he gets people so pissed off. It's awesome. And, so you believe he's done in Winnipeg? The yeah. scariest thing is, is he knows he's getting people pissed off, and he loves it. He doesn't care. No, I doesn't understand care. Michael Shea is, is happily married, and he never pisses off his wife. Yet every day of the week he pisses off Bombers fans when he comes to the mic. So he <laughs> obviously is uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Well, no, no, I don't believe that because it, it does not. I mean, I'm a very controversial person. I piss off a lot of people, especially Ryder fans on the football page and everything else. I'm very political. I have discussions. I debate everything. I've never had an argument but with I don't my, piss wife. Off my wife. Thirty-one years. In thirty-one years, yeah, I've never had an argument with my wife. Yeah, would you run popcorn upstairs at fucking nine o'clock at night? <laughs> yeah. What's your point? I'm, I'm, I'm saying that that, that that your statement means nothing. I gotta, I gotta get back tell you to Lake O'Shea for a sec. Okay, go let's ahead. go back Remember to Mike. when he played football. Okay, yeah, we all saw him play football Did in he, Toronto. After he laid somebody out, Toronto and Hamilton. After he laid someone out with one of his ferociously dirty hits. Did yes. he stand over them and chirp? Did he Never. do little stances? He got up. Never. He spit no. at them and walked, walked away. away. And walked and, yep. back to the bench. This but he did sit on one side. Yep. And he was a hallucination. No yeah. He was a dirty yeah. hitter. He was a dirty, dirty. football player, and, but he was quiet. <laughs> You never thought of him as being dirty because he didn't say anything. He nailed the guy and he walked back to the huddle. Yeah, he's not like Simone Lawrence who's beacon off for the next half hour. Exactly. So that's his sports persona is shut up and play. And he's brought it to coaching. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, actually. As what, a person or a coach no, as, or a player? A football coach or, and a football player. And, and, and you have CFL respect for him as a coach? I think he's a terrible coach. Yeah. He's a terrible administrator with the, with, or the way he administra- or comes on with the media. Um, the care less. Them. And especially I mean, if I was a fan, I want to know a little more like what's going on. Like you, you just can't beat uh, Craig Dickinson as a coach. He probably says too much and gives other teams leads, but at the same time, because he's so affable and so truthful, 
he can probably mislead other teams too. Where Mike O'Shea is actually easier to read because of what he doesn't say. Uh, I think Craig Dickinson has been more successful in misleading teams by by what he does say. And, and it's better for the fans. The fans want to know what's going on, and they, they appreciate a, a coach that is honest with them or appears to be honest with them at least and uh, and tells them what's going on. Uh, you know, let's face it, both both in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, fans have their, their uh, depth charts uh, pasted to their fridge back before the Internet was around just to keep track of things, and they would change it up all, every time the paper would come in. Um, and when coaches just do not want to level with, with fans at all, and, and that's probably the only negative that Chris Jones had in Saskatchewan, is he gave that persona off a little bit, that I'm not going to let you know what's going on because I'm trying to keep secrets from our enemies. And, uh, you know, that turns fans off a little bit. And fans in Saskatchewan have been tremendously turned on with Craig Dickinson, and, and he's the exact opposite of, of Michael Shea. Let's face it, on the prairies, we're kind of folksy. What's that? What kind of folks are there in the prairies? You mean besides rednecks? We're kind of folksy. We're kind of folksy folks. Folksy people. Really? I thought it was more like rednecks. More like hillbillies, isn't that the same thing? Yeah. That's why we we fell in love (laughs) with Ken Miller. Inbred. Banjo pickers. No. (laughs) Some of those come to mind. Can't count to thirteen. Can't count to thirteen. Yeah, kind of folksy. I agree with that. that you, you've nailed it there, one, Phil. No problem. Okay. Is this O'Shea's last year at, with the Bombers? I just put a poll up in the uh, Let's Talk CFL page. Poll options allowed. And who? What did they say? What do you mean? Did you get results yet or not? Or you just put no, a poll I'm, up? No, I'm just putting it up. I've given them three choices. Oh, okay. No, he's a staple in Winnipeg. <laughs> Only if he wins the Grey Cup. His contract's over. And goodbye. What options would you add, Mark? You add an option to that? I don't want to give, I don't want to give everybody the option to add things, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to put these defined ones up. Would you put something else in there? Um, yes, actually, I would. What would you put? Only if he doesn't win a playoff game? I don't know. I'll have to look at the film. <laughs> That's awesome, Mark. I think that has to be in there, CJ. I don't know. I have to look at the you know, film. You know, it, it's funny. So this is going to be his options at the end of the year. Say some miracle happens and the Bombers win the Grey Cup. Yeah, he'll still go to Toronto. He'll still go to Toronto, but he'll get more money to go to Toronto yep. because he won a Grey Cup. If he doesn't win the Grey Cup, he'll still go to Toronto and have a head coaching job. He can't lose. He can't lose. Like Chris Jones, twenty fifteen Grey Cup week. What about Chris Jones in 2015 Grey Cup week? Well, I what want to apologize to? already to Eskimo fans, if anybody, any Eskimo fans listen to this podcast. But uh, 
just a few days before the 2015 Grey Cup, the story leaked, very unfortunately, the story leaked that Chris Jones and all of his staff and all but one that basically Chris Jones fires uh, traveled with him from Saskatchewan the week after the Grey Cup. And the news broke before the Grey Cup, and it's one of the most unfortunate things to ever happen to the CFL in recent history uh, from, like, an administrative and coaching le- changing level. And it's, it's pitted the CFL against the and, – and many of the teams, and, and, and not maybe not wrongly so, against uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders and their fans and their organization – Ever since. <laughs> and then, okay, Phil, 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 hang on for a second. Phil, here. is that I the only reason? I think it's actually despicable, despicable that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were talking to him before his season was over. You're talking about a coach that is still in the playoffs, going for a Grey Cup, and you're tr- and he's getting outside interference on what he's going to be doing next year. It's absolutely despicable that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders would do something so low. Didn't surprise me well, let me try to... Iota that they would do that because that's what that organization is. It has no morals and no ethics and never has. And I cannot, I cannot understand why they think they would be able to do that before the season was over. Just because they were out of the fucking playoffs doesn't mean that their other teams weren't. No, that was... I cannot... There is no true words to describe that. I, I I understand where you're coming from. I do. I do. But let me put it in perspective. The, the new president of Saskatchewan Rock Riders knew that uh, Chris Jones was the most coveted diamond in the chest. And uh, it would have been a coup to acquire him. So you're going to you're prepared to break every ethics rule out there? I, I you know um, there are agents involved in this game that take the CFL lightly. They're American agents, and uh, it's not that they broke the story, but they're aggressively out there marketing well before a free agent becomes a free agent. Well, you think Michael Shea's agent isn't? Uh, if he has one, isn't already talking with MLSE, you're, you're crazy. They are. There are. Uh, Michael Shea is already being whispered to by his people about what his potential to earn already with MLSE in Toronto is next year. So, uh, you know, I like to nip that in the butt that way. But, uh, yeah, we're unfortunate in, in, a, uh, in, in a province where um, – that should have been able you to can't. keep it secret because the population has high media attention, and it, that's why it leaked. Okay. The, the, the show's over. But the only thing I can say is that move just proved that that organization is morally and ethically bankrupt. <laughs> and this uh, Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 406. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I'd like to thank you all playoff football we're talking about now because every game matters well games that matter matter and uh we'll talk to you on sunday night sunday monday whenever we get to it okay going around the table say good night mark good night everybody it's good to be back on and because i know you all missed it bc sucks well fuck i'm really surprised well, they do
Yeah, like <laughs> shit. Even the BC fans are admitting that one. Phil, say goodnight. Uh, good night, everybody. Remember, the secret to a happy, happy marriage is to run popcorn upstairs to your wife. Make popcorn. Make pop. Make good popcorn. William, say good night, real quick. Good night, everybody. Watch football this weekend. Go Owls. Go Owls.